Welcome back to another episode of the Scaling Creative Podcast. Today we're going to talk about conflict, something that a lot of people don't like, but here's what we know to be true about conflict. It's inevitable mm -hmm. and it can be and should be valuable mm -hmm. when looked at correctly. It's my so, favorite thing in the world. That's good. First off, happy uh, Thursday. Today we're recording this on a Thursday. How's everybody doing today? Good. So great. Mm -hmm. Everybody's good? Well, sunshine's blaring through the windows here. I here. love sunshine. Sunshine just puts me in such a better mood. Arizona, man. Got to get you there. That's what they call it, that sunshine. I used to live there. What? Or San Diego. San Diego. That too. And then that's why they, people say like it has a San Diego and then have like a sunshine tax. Yeah. Basically the idea of why it's so expensive because it's just, <laughs> it's just how can you be in a bad mood when it's sunny all the time? That's right. You pay for that weather and that sun. And in and out. Oh, that's another conversation though. <laughs> Everyone's like, what is this podcast about? <laughs> We're talking about conflict. conflict. Why are there no in and out burgers on the East Coast? Right. Huge conflict. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to dive into the topic of conflict, but first just wanted to go around a little bit and talk about why do we feel like, or let's give first takes how you feel about conflict mm. in general. Honest takes. Michaela, how do you feel about it? So um, I'm going to start with Enneagram talk. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. sevens are actually known for not liking conflict. Okay. And... Which seven, yeah, <laughs> but you you're a seven eight, I and know. eights actually, not that they thrive in conflict, um, but they're the challengers. Yep. So they're not as much afraid. They like of a it. good debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, I in the past have avoided it like the plague or like the coronavirus. <laughs> but good example, <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, but I'm much better at it now because I've. <clears throat> learned how to do it right and i've been forced to do it even as of late mm -hmm. but i don't like it Pablo, fair, fair enough i love conflict <laughs> um, <laughs> all right yeah so I, love is a strong word do you really love i it? really do i think i mean i guess i love it for what it brings you i was gonna say do you love what okay. comes out of yeah, it? yeah i love what comes out of it and i know what's gonna you come can't out actually of it. Yeah. like it no it's like it's uncomfortable my ex-husband likes it Mm. likes conflict likes conflict yeah but and it's, you, it's different right and i think about. no yeah i love i love sorry yes okay i don't love it like i want to get out i'm out to get conflict with people yeah. like in fact i love people and i love relationships all that but i love what you get out of it because i feel like i get to know people better and i get to arrive at a different place with people once i've gone through something hard with them you know what i mean so like mm -hmm. um for i think a great example is me and scott like mm -hmm. we have had plenty of i mean we've had generally speaking we get along really really mm -hmm. well but we've had a couple really hard conversations mm -hmm. or times or, or whatever throughout the career that we've had together. But I think it's, I, at least the way I feel is like every single time we've ever had a conflict, we come out the other side mm -hmm. literally better than where we were before mm -hmm. the conflict. You know what I mean? And so, and the same thing goes for even my wife, cause my wife, we, we don't have many conflicts per se, but when we do, we come out the other side better than we were before. And so I think for me, I just love conflict because it's something that I've learned that like I almost embrace the awkwardness I like that because a lot of people are very scared of that and they're like, I'd rather not even deal with the conversation because it's a little scary and it's a little yeah. uncomfortable. I prefer like, you know what? Okay, forget it. I'm going to embrace the uncomfortable and like face to face, figure this thing out and then we're going to come out the other side better. I promise. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that I love to do with people. Um, and so it's not comfortable, not always fun, but I really enjoy what comes from it usually. So that's my kind of take on it. Allison's like, and I'm the best polar opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, I don't like it at all um, sure i think you learn over time how yep. to deal with conflicts right and i've learned even though i hate it and i don't like to confront conflicts right 
um, you have to. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's worse if you don't. You'll come out True. worse right. if you don't communicate and you don't mm-hmm. actually take it on. Right. And it's something you can't avoid. Like, you can't even yeah. run from a conflict. Yeah, That's how life works. Yeah. People yeah. are different. Everyone has their own opinion. There right. always will be a conflict, and it's about how you learn how to deal with right. it. Right, right, right. So mm-hmm. I, I just I really don't like awkward situations at all. <laughs> Not and a I, fan. And I feel like you go into a conversation. I feel like the only time, the only people, and I know that I can be one of these type of people, the only person that is sometimes hard to have a conflict over is the person that you feel like ultimately is never actually listening mm-hmm. to yes. what you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. And it goes into the first thing, which I really like that. So we recently were filming actually a client doing a video about conflict. And, and mm-hmm. I really loved what he said, where he said, respond, don't react. Yep. Responding softly and mm. just de-escalating the situation yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. before you even go into what happens next. Right. Like the idea of simply, if Pablo comes to me with something that I really don't like him saying, there's zero value in immediately responding harshly mm-hmm. like nothing good comes out of it whatsoever yeah. Yeah. so the idea of simply responding even just the idea of like hey i, I appreciate you bringing that to me yeah and however it goes from there whatever but yeah. responding softly mm-hmm. to just de-escalate conflict mm-hmm. right is so important and i know that yeah. i can be guilty of that and I've, i feel like i finally have started to get better at realizing it just does not help to just immediately respond yeah. right. negatively. Right. Because I think that's the biggest problem. A lot of times you don't like going into conflict with certain people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Certain people you have no problem because you're like, mm-hmm. I know they'll listen. I know that they're kind, they're yeah. caring, they're graceful, yeah. and we'll be fine. Other people you're like, anything I say, they're not going to listen to. Yeah. So what's the point of even having a conflict? Right. right. And that's, I feel like, really why people don't like it. It's not necessarily because yeah. certain people... It yeah. never feels like conflict. Right. It's just called yeah. a conversation. No, for sure. I, I, <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite ways to approach conflict in general, like if someone has a problem with me or whatever, I always ask questions first. I have to because, it, it, and I and sometimes I mess up or whatever, but my general goal is to always come in with questions because if you assume, the first three words of assume are what it's spelled for a reason. Like I think it's very, when you're like, you did this because, how do you even know that? You didn't ask them mm-hmm. what their thought process was because sometimes if you ask them where they're coming from, they legitimately a lot of people do things to the best of their ability in their mind Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but sometimes it doesn't come out that way Mm -hmm. and so just asking them like what was your intention like what were you thinking back there like what was like that and so if i come at that with that knowledge then i'm like okay well then now i'm going to respond differently because now i understand where you were coming from right at least at least at least starting there helps rather than doing what you just said which is coming at it from a emotional upset like Mm -hmm standpoint of like you're like you're the worst or whatever like don't you know what I mean like coming in from a question and like letting them speak first yeah so one of the things I learned in um coaching school and when I was coaching women all the time was I would actually repeat back to them what I heard and sometimes Mm -hmm. when they hear it they're like oh no no no, that's not what I meant you know (laughs) And, and so sometimes that is like one of my biggest things that I do is sure. I just repeat back to them what I heard. So what and you're I telling think, me is. Yeah. Or oh, what right. I heard. This is what I heard you say. I just right. want to make okay. sure that I, that yeah, I heard right. it correctly. Right. 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 And I literally just repeat back word for word. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And it shows that you're listening first, mm-hmm. which is huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. And it also does the opposite of them being like okay, no, let me say that again then because you didn't hear it correctly. Right. Where if you just respond right away, you could be responding with what you didn't hear correctly and mm-hmm. they didn't realize you even heard it that way mm-hmm. and how can anything even happen from it? That's right. really, sure. really, that's a valid point. Yeah. And I think a lot of people listen to respond and not understand. 100%. 
which is why I'm hearing you say negative things and I already check out because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I already, I already know what I'm saying to this. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forget yeah. to listen to the rest. Right. right. And that's right. how we get ourselves in trouble. It's so true because we're a reaction society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you think about Twitter or, you know, things that people say on mm-hmm. Facebook or even everything that's going on right now in the world. Mm-hmm politics it's just so reactive Mm -hmm. and we we tend to regret most when we react too quickly Mm -hmm. to things so yeah it's always good to just take a second I even had a conversation with a friend today and she was like this you frustrated me and I literally I listened to her and I actually had to say I think I need a second to process some of this stuff and she was like totally respect that Mm -hmm when do you want to get back to me? Mm-hmm. Which that's the other thing is like, you know, if somebody needs to process it, mm-hmm. you don't want to let it sit and like boil for right. too long. No, no. Like you have to have, I'm going to call you back in an hour or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever yeah. it is, you know, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. So. And it's having, and it's understanding. And that's why I do think the Enneagram thing is just such an important thing is, is understanding who you're talking to yes. and understanding if they need to process that, mm-hmm. you, they need to process that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Be more defensive. Yeah. You know, so I'm not gonna just say what I think right, right. away when something's a conflict approaches. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna like let yeah. it simmer because mm-hmm. I'm gonna regret it. And but it's also I why think Pablo's like, different because he would rather tackle it. You know, in certain things though, because sometimes, and I'll, I'll let you say your thing real quick, but like sometimes it depends because like there's you know how sometimes it says like don't go to bed angry. Yeah. That whole. Th- I'm sometimes I'm like you know what a good night's sleep sometimes like fixes things <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> That's like literally exactly like like, like time yeah sometimes mm-hmm. like just time you know and I, don't get me wrong yeah. yes there's times where I'm like I gotta fix this right now like I have that feeling mm-hmm. but I'm learning from my wife I've also learned from you like mm-hmm. some people just don't work that way mm-hmm. and like trying to attack a person not attack but like like try and really get and make involved. them make a decision immediately yeah it makes it worse yeah. for some people and so sometimes I'm like you know what maybe time like I need to fix this but like let me just look at it from their shoes and like maybe time might actually let's sleep over this one yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, that's why I said, like, I, I hate the premise of, like, don't go to bed angry because I just feel like sometimes you wake up and you're like, that was a stupid argument. I forget sometimes. Well, you forget. And, I was like, and if you forgot, chances are it wasn't that important. Yeah. <laughs> Other times, yes, you're going to bring it back up and you're going to resolve it. Yeah. And I understand the idea is also, like, what if something happens, happens and you die? Way. I get that. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. but I'm day. not really looking at you that. go anyway. to work angry. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. True. But true. I think that it is important because you have to understand that if you're a person that just wants immediate response, but yet you come to me wanting immediate response and I give you an immediate response. And because of that, I give you a really bad response. Yep. You want it immediately where mm-hmm. I just really should think about it mm-hmm. because I can come too harshly at back at someone. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't value you to try to pull an opinion quickly mm-hmm. in a conflict. Yeah. But yeah. like I said, you can't let it sit and be like, let me think about this for the next four months and then let's talk about it. Right. Right. <laughs> conflict is conflict. Right. right. But really mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. how people like being approached mm-hmm. and not yep. plays a huge, huge role into that. Right. And that's why I really liked that like response softly. Yeah. That first. Yeah. Then yeah. figure out. Respond softly. Yeah. I even heard actually once in my, I had one, had one marriage counseling meeting, like literally just one before he got married before. And like, it was funny. It was like, <laughs> Enough, yeah, he was like, no, you guys are good. But like, it was like literally one. And I remember from that day, cause Jenny struggles with this and something that we've been working out together. It's, he literally said, why don't you wow every idea for two minutes before you down it? And I was like, that's interesting. So like in this case, it's just like, if you have conflict or whatever, like sometimes like almost just try your best for two minutes to look at it from the other person's point of view before you insert your, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your take. Cause your take is going to be there no matter what. Mm-hmm. 
it will be there when you get back. So for two minutes, just put it aside and try and look at someone else's shoes and see if you see something different and then come back. And I promise, obviously, your, your, your take on the situation will be right there when you get back from it. So, but it's just interesting yeah. to think of it that way, maybe. The one thing, too, about um, like repeating the thing back yeah. to the person where in the, in the school, we actually learned, we had a lot of practice with this. And the one thing I found, and it was very much so the whole room, is you interpret what they're saying and so when I first started repeating back, I thought I was repeating back word for word, but I was re- repeating back my interpretation of what they said. Mm. And they were like, no, no, no. You have to listen to their words, use their words, mm, the sense. exact words in, you know, because otherwise it's your interpretation back instead of what actually what they said. Right, right. You know, but it takes, it took some time mm-hmm. to like learn how to do that. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a skill mm-hmm. that you listening have to do. Listening skill. is a yeah. skill. It's true. Um, so, which not everyone is willing to develop skills, but if you want good relationships, communication is mm-hmm. a huge piece and a big part of communication is listening. True. And so, yeah, going back on your topic too, of the idea, the importance of obviously knowing that like valuable stuff comes out of conflict Yeah. because yeah. there's so many times you have a conflict with somebody, like you said, you come out better or in my case, I've learn certain things from people and realize, you know what? They're actually right about certain things. Mm-hmm. And it takes it takes humility and it takes also realizing that you're not always right mm-hmm. to actually understand, like to mm-hmm. really listen when you actually process what they say. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Which sucks in the moment. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks being wrong. Like, mm-hmm. You were acting like that. a jerk or this and you're like, uh, no, no, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you can think <laughs> about it and be like, mm, okay, I, I can see mm-hmm. now how <laughs> yeah. that might have been. But it, yeah, it's, it's a skill that I think people aren't really good at. But this is so – I'm going to link a TED Talk in the description if you're watching this on YouTube or in the podcast. There's a TED Talk I saw from a lady named Liz Kilsick. I believe that's probably how you pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she said that I really liked – I'm going to pull out a couple of things from it. But the number one step she gave in resolving conflict is to rule out the possibility that a single dysfunctional person is the root of all the conflict. She said, and there's her quote, we often have the belief that conflict would not exist if those annoying people would just get themselves together and work things out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when we separ- unfortunately, when we operate out of that belief, we tend to say and do things that cause conflict to persist and to create even more damage to both organizations and the people in them. And I definitely can see that being true in mm-hmm. the certain things I've done in my life, sure. like certain things in people or like certain relationships people are in that it can be very easy to side mm-hmm. in conflict. And in turn, you just basically always right away mm-hmm. have this, what she also called evil logic where mm-hmm. you're kind of thinking that the person is the root of it mm-hmm. when the ultimate root of it is underneath Mm-hmm. everything else right like when two people were having a conflict mm-hmm. she did this really cool analogy where there was she named them amy and uh brian or something like that and the conflict they thought was between the two of them mm-hmm. but then when they she interviewed all the people that were part of the organization they said the conflict was actually in between the other things underneath mm-hmm. and the other people thought that the actual conflict was between so in other words none of it was really an amy and brian right. thing or whatever the people's names were right it was so much more of the root underneath mm-hmm. the iceberg that you see from the actual piece mm-hmm. so her big thing in this talk was just understanding that a lot of conflict doesn't come from 
person A and person B. Right. It comes from other things, yeah. which that's why the value comes out of a good conflict. Right. By right. figuring out what are we really arguing about in the mm-hmm. first place? Mm-hmm. Right. It's probably not just what we're saying it is. Yeah. Because, and that's what I was also when you said too, if you let things sit too long or eventually they explode. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you see this in relationships all the time where they're suddenly like, yeah, but that one time you did this and you did this and you did that. And you're like, yeah, yeah. why didn't you ever bring those up yeah. then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you, you're now going to throw all these things about you. If that was an issue, mm-hmm. could we have talked about it in real time instead of yeah. just now trying to like, you were just basically keeping this list yeah. and waiting <laughs> for the time that you were going to throw it all back in my face <laughs> yeah. rather than just talking about it in real time. Right. And yeah. I think that that's... That's something that um, that I think obviously is important because it never is a single person. Yeah. I think we all probably have people that we could try to argue that maybe it is always <laughs> that it is a certain person sure. a lot of times, but realistically, it's probably not. And then she also said to ask the right people the right questions, like mm-hmm. what's what's going right here? What drives what drives you crazy? Why you know why do you continue to stay if this situation is so terrible? But just like asking. Getting advice from the right people about mm-hmm. the right things can help you maybe also, if someone comes at you with something that you feel like is just totally wrong, mm-hmm. seek someone that you feel like really knows you and you appreciate their input and bring it to them. Mm-hmm. If it's something that obviously is not a private situation, like sure. someone mentioned to me that blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Because mm. they may be like, kind of, you're like, really? Yeah. That's not at all how I feel yeah. like I am. That's yeah. good because I'm an overthinker. And sometimes when I bounce those situations off other people that are closer to me, they're like, well, I didn't take it that way when you explained it. Right. So then, you know, you know, you have to re- kind of restructure what how you intended that conversation to be because mm-hmm. if someone else thinks nothing like you do, then maybe you should rethink what, yeah. you know, how you took something. Yeah. Like a third party, someone yeah. else. Because they're not maybe looking at it as like maybe emotionally. They might not be as emotionally right. connected mm-hmm. to the situation like, as you I are. I didn't mm-hmm. that together like you did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So sometimes looking at it or asking outside help is good. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I just did a video about like how, um, how you handle someone who you feel like mishandled you okay like that it's a good test yeah it's it's one of the greatest tests and one of them is like you call the right friend because there are some people that you can go to and you know they're always going to fan the flame mm-hmm. they're always on your side so I was like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? And they you tell her. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah like, yeah, yeah. how dare she say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah. all do. We all do. No, we want to so go true. to those people. And sometimes. you do. You want to go to those people because you want to naturally feel validated. Be yeah. right and feel yeah, validated. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's even apparent or, you know, because I think one of the things is a lot of times how you handle conflict is how you saw conflict handled as a child you know so how your family handled it how your parents handled conflict within their relationship you know so we carry those things with us because they're so deeply rooted in us which is why it's like under the ice the Mm -hmm. little tip you see this but a lot of it's like how you saw things Mm -hmm. as a kid yeah and i think it's so important as a leader or a boss to understand too that like your team your managers are going to approach conflict with their mm-hmm. people that they're overseeing the same way that you have conflict with them mm-hmm. in the situation yep so it, it's it's just like a parent and a kid yeah. like yeah, it's yeah. just it's so important to if you want people to like the one guy that we work with all the time is um jimmy costas just incredible 
educator and coach, he mm-hmm. always says like, model the behaviors that you want to see repeated mm-hmm. because it's so important it, because you can't, people are going to do what mm-hmm. the person in charge of them does mm-hmm. because they're going to assume that that's obviously the way that you also see it as mm-hmm. a value. Mm-hmm. And it's also the same that you can never take favoritisms of their, you know, you have one manager that is super hard on people and rude or whatever. He gets a result done and other managers looking like, Oh, well maybe he sees that as a value and they, they don't do it under the same exact way. And you yeah. have to try as hard as you can to show people what, how you want them to resolve yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're going to treat your clients the same way. Mm-hmm. They're going to treat their other employees the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about culture, it's like, Oh my gosh, they're going to follow <laughs> whatever you do. Definitely. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times they, as a boss, it can be easy to kind of do something a certain way and then say that they did it wrong when they do it the same way that you did it. And you're like, right. well, but I'm in charge. Like I can, I can do it this way. Right. You, that's not how I want it. It's like, that doesn't really work that way. No. Cause that's not, that's not even like true leadership, but that's why leadership is so hard mm-hmm. is because a lot of it is doing things very opposite of the way that culture mm-hmm. does things. So that's why they say leadership sometimes is lonely because mm-hmm. you have to do things the right way right. and it's not easy to do that. Yeah. I think I've heard it put, there's the difference between being a leader and having a title. Mm, and like, I feel totally. like leaders are people that serve people. They follow, you know, people follow leaders cause they want to, not cause they have to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when you have a position or a title, it's like, that's like a whole nother thing. We're like, Oh, you have to listen to what I'm saying because otherwise I, I blah, blah, whatever, fill in the blank. And so sometimes that's like, that's really hard. Yeah. It's a compliance. It's a, yeah, exactly. Like what Jimmy says, we come back to Jimmy, but like he's, it's like a culture of like compliance where you have to do things cause I say mm-hmm. rather than one of like, literally where you're just like serving them and helping them and coming alongside them and mm-hmm. leading with an example. And that really does help just in general, because then you want to follow that person rather than it's almost like you get to follow them mm-hmm. rather than having to, you yeah, know, the I mean? boss has the title leader has the people. That's, That's right. A quote that I always see on LinkedIn yeah. all the time. It's just, it's, it's, it's good. Really, really good. So, so she gave, so in that Ted talk, she gave new habits. One of the five things she said were new. Well, she said five things, five ways to resolve conflict. And number five was teach new habits for managing differences. Mm -hmm. And I really thought these were really cool. And, and you brought up a good point. Clearly she likes animals because they're all like (laughs) their thing. But first thing she had was called lizard listening. And it's basically the idea that our brain interprets emotional cues as if they were present physical danger. And even before we have a chance to assess what's going on or interpret them logically. Mm -hmm. So she said, one of the things that you can do is reconsider what you've said Mm -hmm. or are planning to say to the person and think about what will happen when the counterpart filters that conversation through their lizard brain. Mm -hmm. Mm. Meaning trying to, as best we can know that if I know that I want to say something to Pablo, but I know that internally I got to process, okay, well, if I say that he may think that I am saying this, saying this. So trying to like, Put yourself in the other shoes yep. before yeah. it even happens yeah, yeah, right. yeah. and understand that they're only going to right away see it as physical danger, yeah. present physical danger yep. Yep. before they can assess mm-hmm. what you – like you may have thought about this for hours and hours yeah, yeah. and days and days leading up to this conversation. They're just and you're going to throw it. it on them. They're just yeah. going to hear it. Yeah. They don't have the logic behind it. Right. So trying to think about there's a good chance that they will be offended, hurt, whatever. Sure. How can I solve – if they come back with this response, yeah. just, and I really like that because I yeah. think we don't really think about that it's very true. often. That's so Understanding. True. Yeah. 
or yeah. trying to like role play. I was, yeah. I was just yeah. thinking the like, role play thing. Like, Jimmy Costa is yeah. a role play machine. We're just going to link his YouTube channel. You can just <laughs> I know, but he'll, he'll, all about that. He'll do that. He'll just come alongside and be like, let me ask you a question. And then he'll literally come alongside yeah. the person like he's working person, with and role play a situation yeah. so that yeah. all, what he's literally doing is he's removing them out of their current situation yeah. that he's trying to teach them about yeah. and put him in a, an imaginary scenario. What, what would you do here? Because instantly their emotions taken out and their logic is and flipping the script that's he, it he, that's all that's what he does a ton he flips just like, it so let me get this straight let me ask you a question if you were to if i were to be in this situation do this to you how would you feel and like well I, blah, blah. well okay but that's what you're doing <laughs> and it and and it is so many times yeah. that you're just like it's Man, so that's good. good that's the best i'm i wonder like when she's talking about a lizard brain is this right. like how a lizard I don't know. Because I'm, I'm, I'm. This is what I'm thinking about right now. Like, what's wrong with a lizard brain? Is, I don't is know. It just maybe, maybe. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look that up. Well, I'm, I'm gonna make an entire guess and just say that maybe that their brains are very small, so all they can yeah. do is process what's current and physical. That's probably right. Meaning mm, they can't sense. think and process anything else. It's just they see something. That's all that. Yeah, they're currently processing. Brain. That's all I can think about. Lizards are little. Yeah, so they, they had a very big brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's, <laughs> it could be entirely wrong. It could be, a, a comment below if we're way off course, She's if you're this person. This She's like, that is not. <laughs> Once again, well, if she processed her lizard brain and realized that we may come at it from the disc. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be really upset. But yeah, I, but I do think it's important to think yeah, about like what misconceptions could come, people come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Negative stuff, whatever, and try to, because it's, you know, you do that in business. Yeah. If you come out with a product line, of mm. something, you naturally are kind of thinking to yourself, what, why wouldn't they buy this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what problem does this solve? Yeah. Or, well, what about that other product that exists? Mm-hmm. What makes this different? You're kind of doing that when you are building businesses to a point. Running it through to, a hypothesis yeah, almost? Through, yeah. Exactly, a filter. Yeah. And that's really what she did. The second thing she said was what she called the evil logic check, which is, when people complain or do something, we tend to think that they're evil. Like we yeah. usually think that this person's out to get me. Defensive mode. Yes. Yeah. Right. Versus thinking this person's an intelligent person with their own thoughts, with their own processes. I don't think that they're evil, <laughs> meaning there's got to be reason yeah. why they are bringing this right. to me. Right. Because they wouldn't bring it to them. Don't just go at them. They're not bringing you their yes. worst in their head. Yes. Right. Right. Usually. Yeah. They don't, because people don't come at you, or people that at least that you trust, that you know, and, and usually if they're employees and stuff, you should assume that they're, in it for a good cause mm-hmm. sure they're not usually coming at you with a conflict or negative feedback to hurt you mm-hmm. if they if they didn't care about you they wouldn't say it at all right right so it's trying to give people yeah. the benefit of the doubt to be like you know i know pablo that i know that mm-hmm. nothing he would say would try to hurt anybody nonetheless me right. so it's like it would be stupid for me to be like he's out to get me yeah like if, if he was out to get me he wouldn't be here so mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> yeah. trying to just process that of if we don't believe the people are actually evil and mm-hmm. out to get us, mm-hmm. then there's only good that can come from right. what we're in. I think benefit of the doubt is something that I love to give to people, even though I, I will say it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then but then you get hurt and then you don't trust and then that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But I do think that like I love giving benefit of the doubt because a lot of the time their intentions weren't bad. Mm-hmm. So just starting with benefit of the doubt, I think, is really important, especially, again, if you know the person, too. Right. It's, it's just inevitable, but it's tough to, to deal with, I think. Yeah. And another thing that I've always thought about, too, and like, because someone said this to me, and now I feel like I use it a lot, but sure. the, like, perception is reality to people, meaning 
I could say anything I want to you and have internally what I really mean about it mm-hmm. or do something because I really feel that whatever it is and it doesn't really matter what is underneath whatsoever all that matters is what it actually is perceived at yeah for the most part so yeah. understanding that like trying when I when I'm sometimes have conflict with people or I have conversations it's trying to get them to say I I understand that's not how you meant it but here's how you have to understand. You did this to me recently, and I think I did it to you at other points. It's like, sure. I get that you weren't coming out of this way, but here's how it looked. Mm. And trying to understand, you know what? Even though I didn't mean it that way, if they perceived it that way, mm-hmm. doesn't matter how I meant it. No. Mm-hmm. All that matters is what they think mm. Like at the end of the day, right? Like that's yeah. And so trying to realize that even though that sucks – that it may mean explaining something over and over and over to someone to get them mm-hmm. to eventually realize it. But it doesn't really matter if you have good intentions, if it's entirely to to the person, to the yeah. person, it doesn't matter. Like it's yeah. only what they really think mm-hmm. of the situation. That's mm-hmm. why communication is so important mm-hmm. in conflict. And as you right. learn through conflict, through conflict, you learn how important being uh, honest and open about mm-hmm your feelings are in a conflict and that really it helps you get through it so much better when you're able to communicate what you're feeling to someone else who doesn't take it the same way. Right. Right. And even when you feel like you've clearly communicated, it doesn't mean that they've clearly understood. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I I wonder what's something that you can do about that. Like almost ask. Yeah. Like, can Can you please, can you, can you repeat back how you took like, let's do a quick recap before we we finish this coffee. (laughs) Can we just go over what I said? Yeah. Make sure make you tempers go. Or make sure you walk away correctly. But yeah. no, that's that's a really good point though. And I think that also goes somewhat into like her third part of this, the new habit, and it goes into a lot of that honesty in the conversation. Was she she said she has she does these things called elephant cards, where mm-hmm. you know we've all heard the term the elephant in the room, whatever. Yeah. The idea is when she coaches people, or maybe even in her own organization, when they have meetings, mm-hmm. they literally get cards in the meeting elephant cards and at any given point when they feel like they're at a situation that something needs to be said that's very hard that's uncomfortable whatever it is they know that it's something probably no one else wants to say Mm -hmm. they slide the card Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. and it's kind of everyone's way of just being like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say it Mm -hmm. but i don't mean harm in it like i just want I just want to put it out there because mm-hmm. I see this as something that no one else is seeing. Yeah. And the only other boss I had, which we've had on our podcast before, he used to say the way he always said it was um, that you'd literally go into someone's office and just start with like, hey, permission to speak freely. Just the idea of I have something to say, but by me saying that, it's acknowledging that I understand that it's probably going to sound worse than it even is, but yeah. I really think it's important that we talk about it. Yeah. And it's right away kind of just putting it out there and being like, mm-hmm. this is not a comfortable situation. Yeah. But I can't not let it happen. Yeah. Now can we talk about it? That's, yeah. That's not good. to suppress. No. no. Right. Not right, at all. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, it causes blowups. It causes yeah. all these things that happen. Yeah. My pastor and his wife, they talk about this. I think they call it feeling time or something where one of them is a is – allowed to just express how they're feeling without the other person's reacting. It's just their free time to express their feelings. And then sometimes they, cause fact and feeling are, they're two different things. Mm-hmm. Like everything that you feel is not actually a fact, right. but the fact is you are feeling that mm-hmm. like that's how you're feeling. That's true. So it's just like this free time for them in their marriage. I, cause I think that's, 
that's one of the most impactful relationships of your entire life mm-hmm. is sure. who you're married to. And mm-hmm. so communication with that person is the most important thing. So, but I thought that was interesting that like they're freely allowed to express their feelings without mm-hmm. the other person reacting. My wife and I used to do that on date nights and we probably should do it again. I just thought about that now. So thanks for the reminder. But <laughs> we used to, when we would, when you go on a date night, we would say, we would ask the other person like, what is one thing that I should work on? Mm-hmm. And, but you couldn't respond once they said it mm-hmm. and you just had to leave it at what they thought mm. so that you couldn't justify yourself. Yeah. You couldn't make up excuses. Mm-hmm. All you could hear is if, cause if it's like you saying to me, you need to work on your attitude. And I say, no, I don't. If you th- say I need to work my attitude, clearly you feel like I need to yeah. <laughs> work on my attitude regardless right. whether I try to persuade you differently, right? right? It's like, right, like right, that right. factor feeling. Yeah. It All that matters is how you actually feel about the yeah. situation regardless yeah. of what I try to tell you right. differently. Right. Right. But it's it's really hard yeah, that is to hard. hear feedback yeah. and not come up with an excuse yeah. of why that is actually happening. That's why they say to couple it with... Okay, so if if maybe she says one thing to work on, but then one thing you're doing really yeah, yeah. well. Yeah, I think we also did that. Yeah, yeah. we used to do like like good things, bad things, yeah. or whatever. But the yeah. big part of the doubt, the bad side, was just that you can't couldn't respond to yeah. like justify. Yourself. Isn't it interesting that it's so hard not to? Oh yeah, it's crazy because you want to justify and because you listen to respond. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And rather than understanding, and so you 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 immediately come up with all the reasons yeah. mm-hmm. rather than being like. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that it looked that way. Okay. Right. <laughs> and then just think about it. Noted. It's yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, it's, it's not easy at all. So question then mm-hmm. what's, what are some things that you feel like even in this conversation, like what's something that you, we each personally can apply to the next time we have conflict? Does that question make sense? Yeah. The question, makes, I mean, for me, I think it would just be, continuing to realize that when people come to me with anything conflict or just feedback whatever it is to understand to to try to see that people come at it for a good reason yeah mm-hmm. and not and not a bad reason yeah because to me that's really the only thing i need to do mm-hmm. to get me to actually listen mm-hmm. versus justify things right. Right. just being like Thanks for the feedback, and I feel like I'm I feel like I'm getting you know trying to get better and better at it, of really trying to apply what things what come at me mm-hmm. when I let the right people speak mm-hmm. into my life. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Yeah. It's also understanding the right people, what feedback you're getting and who's giving it mm-hmm. plays a huge oh, factor in that. It's true. Huge Massive. Factor. Doesn't matter if someone gives you feedback that I don't am not trying to yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. But yeah. the people that I know have my best intentions yeah. and love me and appreciate her and care for me genuinely, mm-hmm. I should value that. Mm-hmm. Period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. How about you? I don't, I don't take advice from people. I wouldn't trade places. Yeah, with. Absolutely. So like if they're not great at relationships, I'm not taking advice from you. Like mm-hmm. if I would. relationship advice, cause I, you can learn something from anybody. Like maybe somebody's not good at relationships, but they can make a bang in apple pie. What? You know what I mean? Like you just <laughs> well, like, you, so you, there's you little would, things you wouldn't get have a personal trainer that's insanely overweight. That's what I mean. Like the person that you're talking <laughs> that about, that, that thing or whatever. That would make much like, sense. Yeah, yeah. But like sometimes like, you know, like they may not be good at relationships. You wouldn't listen to a skinny cook, you know? It's just... 
They better be 300 pounds or they have to be minimum (laughs) for it to be good. No, I think, um, no, that's a good point. I I agree with that. And I think, but I think also the other thing for me, because one thing, so I like conflict and I like the, you know, what comes from it. Right. But, I think the one thing that I do actually struggle actually struggle with is being in the wrong. So like when when someone comes to me and they like accuse me of like you did this because of blah blah blah. That time period until it's resolved is really hard for me. Like I I don't know how to be like like I'm like no no like genuinely like I I I didn't actually mean that. Like I didn't I wasn't doing it for that reason. Mm. But like it takes time to like you know you have to sit with them and then talk with them and there's like this time period of like where I'm in the wrong, that time period, I just hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I so, so I think from this pr- conversation is like, I'm taking away like, okay, well the reason they brought it to me was because like they're, they're hopefully they're a smart person and they're bringing it to me for a reason. Cause they care about me because they see something in me or because like maybe the way I said something came off the wrong way, whatever. So I almost have to like take, like take a dose of my own medicine of like really give them the benefit benefit of the doubt. And like, hopefully like, they understand like, okay, they're bringing it to me for a good reason. And so I think that's something I'm going to walk away with is like, you know, something I'm constantly working on because I hate being in the wrong, but like sometimes it's okay mm-hmm. to be in the wrong and to mm-hmm. not be right all the way, all the time. And, um, and for someone to like accuse you of something or like, you know, and, and take that not as harshly as I have in the past maybe or mm-hmm. whatever, but I internalize it in the moment. But I think working on that for me is something I'll probably walk away with for this. Hopefully that answers yeah. the question. Yeah. Okay. How how can you love conflict more, Allison? Mm. <laughs> Give me an apple pie, chef. <laughs> <laughs> Not a skinny um, one. It's hard when you have conflicts with people you don't know so well because you have no idea how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. Mm. So those are the ones I really don't like because you know, like I know how Michaela, like I know how all you guys are with conflict mm-hmm. now because we had this talk and like mm-hmm. the sure. people you're very close with, you've had conflicts, you've gone through them, you've learned from them, and now right. you can right. do better next time. Right, right, but. When it's just like day to day, people that you don't know, maybe little things come up. Coworkers, like at my old job, it was just a huge organization, so we don't know people quite yeah. as closely. Mm-hmm. Sure. And even with management or anything like that, uh, conflict will come up, and I just hated. I hated going into meetings, and you like get the sinking feeling in your stomach, like oh, now yeah. we gotta go talk about this, and mm-hmm. it's the white elephant thing. But yeah. I, I just learned, like especially through the talking about how important those cards are. You just have to get through that. Mm-hmm. You have to communicate, you know, and I get defensive in those situations, but you have to take some time to just sit back and listen to mm-hmm. what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's definitely harder when you know people less and you don't know how they, and because you, then you don't know, you don't know their heart. Right. That's, that's mm-hmm. really, that's and that's why the relationships are, are so me? important. Yeah. Yeah. When you, yes. you, there's no way that you can have like that evil logic check or the whole idea yeah. of like yeah. empathy or, or putting yourself in their shoes. Yeah. If you don't even have a clue who they are. Right. Which is why, Good you know, point. you're choosing the right people of who you're listening to feedback on all right. that stuff. Right. But it's always going to be difficult to hear negative feedback from people that right. you have no clue what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually probably the best thing about like, doing stuff on YouTube all the time now I do is it's actually gotten me really good of filtering out both sides of like mm-hmm. nothing overly positive changes how I think and nothing mm-hmm. negative. Cause it's kind of like, I don't know anyone that is essentially just interacting. So yeah. I don't take anything to yeah. heart. It's like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you say it's the worst video you've ever seen. It's like, I don't know what yeah, like, I don't know a you. person could be miserable. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Right, right, right. But right. it's, yeah. I think that that's why it's probably it's it's hard to have conflict with people yeah. that you don't know because you don't yeah. really know mm-hmm. if they that's actually right. care. Right? Yeah. They may be out to get your job, mm. and you don't even know, like. Mm-hmm. And where 
you should be able to trust the people closest to you, which, you know, bigger an organization gets, especially, it's going to be hard. Yeah. You yeah. only can yeah. personally know a yeah. certain people, yeah. which is why her big thing, too, was with, like, alignment and some of the other things she said about having alignment Mm-hmm. at the top leadership mm-hmm. yeah. of understanding what mm-hmm. the goals are and understanding mm-hmm. who's in charge of what things. Cause a lot of conflict in organization comes from two people. Yeah. Clarity and yeah. two people's feet in the same space yes. and they don't know yeah. who's actually the one that makes the ultimate decision. Right. Right. Conflict comes from that alone when it's like mm-hmm. the conflict isn't even between the people. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they just don't know right. who's supposed to be, who Leading. has ultimate call. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that comes, that only can mm-hmm. come from leadership Mm-hmm. helping that yeah and then showing them what healthy conflict yeah looks like looks like yeah Sitting also down and i think it. sometimes also just taking a breath is like important with conflict like just realizing like it happens mm-hmm. things you know or whatever and like realizing like sometimes like the stuff that you're really like struggling with in the second like five years from now you won't even no. remember you know and i've heard someone actually say we're like living in in neutral sometimes is okay like because sometimes good words go to your head mm-hmm. and sometimes bad words go to your heart and it's like something that like if you just live in this nice neutral like i appreciate the praise but i don't take other things too seriously mm-hmm. and just like kind of do your thing and like treat people well all that stuff i think like a lot of it will work itself out it's like mm-hmm. sometimes the stuff feels so big because it's right in front of you but if it's not going to matter to you like five years from now, like mm-hmm. the yeah. best thing you can do is just see it from someone else's shoes and try your best, mm-hmm. you know, at the end That's of the day. That's probably what that lizard, lizard brain <laughs> yeah. yeah. is. Yeah. We that, need small That was brain. what I was going to say was yeah. probably my thing was the lizard brain or just really thinking about it. Not that I don't think about it from people's point of view or their shoes, sure. but just like really being a little bit more conscious of that mm-hmm. and kind of running that through its course in your head. Now, you can't totally know, you know exactly how a person's going to react, but right. I liked that. I liked the lizard. And now I'm also very curious, and I'm going to Google. Yeah. All the lizards. Yeah. All the lizards. And their brains. And <laughs> their little brains. Yeah. But no question, conflict is inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's very valuable. And understanding a lot of people don't like conflict is something that should also help you go into conflict, realizing you're both kind of maybe uncomfortable with the situation yeah. like when when you're not good at public speaking you're they always say like yeah, imagine everyone in the room is naked and you're they're awkward and uncomfortable too <laughs> just the same pre- premise so next time you're in conflict hopefully some of these things can help you comment below with one of your takeaways and or good resources to help us get better at conflict as well because we all have it you can't change it so you may as well improve it thanks for watching